Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. TCL is a proud sponsor of the Score North Studios. TCL, America's fastest growing TV brand. It's the Beer Show with Chris Reavers and Mike Fratelloni. That's right, the Thanksgiving edition of the Beer Show here on Score North and scorenorth.com. My name is Chris Reavers. Mike Fratelloni of Fratelloni's Ace Harbor and Garden Stores. He's, um, He's taking the week off because that's the kind of guy he is, devoting his time to his family. Uh, but that's not going to stop the beer show. We are live inside of the TCL Broadcast Studios, so to speak, here. And uh, my buddy Ryan from Elevated Beer at Wine and Spirits. Happy Thanksgiving to you, brother. Hey, Reavers. Happy Thanksgiving to you, too. So, uh, full disclosure, we're doing the show early because, obviously, we're all going to spend time with our family and friends on Thanksgiving, as we do almost every single year. But we're still going to do a, a beer show for our faithful fans every single week. And uh, it, it's amazing, Ryan. Ever since you guys introduced the all-new Elevated Beer Delivery app, Yeah, I get emailed about that at least once a week. It's, pre- it's pretty cool that people are just, it's starting to kind of resonate yeah, with people, and especially this time of the year. We're seeing a lot of interest in it. It keeps growing every week, week over week. The sales keep going up, and a lot of people are finding a lot of value in it. You, we, you know, you just talked about saving time this yep. week to, mm-hmm. to spend with family. This is a great way to do it. If we ever, you know, had a, a kind of a wheelhouse use case for the app, and uh, which is also accessible uh, through our our website as well, but the app is really easy in terms of just having it ready to go. Elevated Beer, search that on either your Android or your iPhone. Download the app. You'll get right into our web store, and we do offer delivery powered by Postmates. And what I've found this really useful for is when you're when you have parties, right? Yep. Especially when the weather's not great, mm-hmm. like it's going to be these next couple for the next uh, couple of days. Next couple days. Yep. This is super super convenient to have. I mean, I've done you know $150 orders myself personally, and had them delivered within. 45 minutes. Uh, usually it's inside of an hour. So this is a great way to kind of do your shopping online through our app, have it arrive at your door. You don't have to fight the weather. You don't have to fight the traffic over the next couple days. And it's uh, it's pretty much just plug and play. And for that's you. seven days a week, correct? That you can have it delivered? Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. So the delivery runs, uh, I believe right now it's 11 a.m. until about 9 p.m. most days. And then on Sundays, it's a little bit shorter just because of the the hours that were, were given by the state. Uh, but yeah, you can log on any day of the week. Fill up your cart, whether it's one item or or uh, or hundreds of dollars of items, as I mentioned. And you know what we do every week too for beer show listeners specifically is we offer that that three dollar uh, stipend towards your delivery if you spend thirty dollars or more and use the code beer show all cool. one word B E R S H O W and uh, and plug that in. If you spend over thirty dollars, you get three dollars off your delivery. On average, I would say most people are spending. You know, especially if you're in uh, Minneapolis or St. Paul, six seven bucks for delivery. But if you get further out, even if you're you know on the outer ring of the of the four ninety four six ninety four loop, I mean maybe twenty bucks. So if you're doing a party. 
you know, that's still not a bad deal to have all that stuff brought to your door. I mean, I've even had 18 pound bags of ice delivered within this app. And uh, that just takes a lot of pressure off in terms of uh, just the, the cumbersome nature of a lot of these products. So in my app store, what am I searching? Elevated beer? Is that Elevated correct? beer is the easiest way to do cool. it. If you just search elevated, there's going to be a lot of noise in there. But if you search elevated beer, you know, you'll find uh, you'll find us right away. And remember, we're not just beer. We do have everything uh, full service mainstream products as well we specialize in craft but you'll find everything that you need on that web store and if you don't just let us know and we'll we're working on getting it in for you very cool and one of the things we do every single week on this show is we highlight a cool and unique brewery and no exception this week uh and and as always it's paired with a couple of tastings so this friday from 5 to 7 p.m that's the south minneapolis location keep in mind at hiawatha and 42nd and then this saturday from 3 to 5 p.m at the white bear lake store at highway 61 and 4th street you can to sample Lake Monster Brewing. Yeah, Lake Monster this week. Love having these guys back in the studio with us. You guys have been on numerous times now. We've got Matt and Matt from Lake Monster here to hang for uh, for Thanksgiving week. How are you guys doing? Good. Doing Thanks good. Yeah, we've been around for like five years now. We're one of, we feel like we're the oldest. We're, we're the old guys. Six. We're the old guys Six in the brewing years. industry. Well, what's funny too is you know when we when we coordinate either when you know when Ryan's coordinate all the tastings and the and the interviews of the, of the shows, you know you have to find out. Okay, well you have to be here by such and such time. You guys have about the shortest drive of anybody to Hubbard Broadcasting at Lake That's Monster. True. It's like <laughs> we are six minutes down the road, depending on. But the lights. Right, yeah, right, exactly. Like, Dual Citizen is in between our brewery and here, so they're slightly closer. Are they really? But okay. not by much. But you guys have got a lot going on just on that corridor now. I mean, between yeah. Dual Citizen, Lake Monster, Blackstack a little bit further down. I mean, that 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 St. Paul corridor here is uh, is really shaping up. Uh, fantastic breweries, including yourselves. Thanks. Yeah, I mean, it's, uh, you know, we, we started a trend, I guess. Although Urban Growler opened before <laughs> we do there. They're kind of in that corridor as well. Um, yeah, it's the it's the creative enterprise zone, which he knows more about than I do. It's some kind of tax thing. I don't know what it has anything to do. But there's a lot of cool businesses that have gone on in, in these old industrial buildings. I mean, you have our space. Um, in the building across the way, there's there's lots of really cool stuff. There's like a one of those 3D motion gaming things. There's all sorts of wag. You know, up there, there's Can Can Wonderland. There's yeah. lots of cool stuff going into those those buildings. Brewing is definitely a big part of it. Yeah, similar to the way, the way Northeast Minneapolis has kind of like an arts community, um, the Midway um, in St. Paul and Minneapolis is is one of the last kind of undeveloped areas in Minneapolis and St. Paul. There's just, just not a lot of space left with a lot of these old um, industrial um, commercial buildings that are just being kind of resurrected and repurposed, and that's exactly what we're in. So five plus years ago, you guys are you know looking for a spot, looking for a location. What made you settle on that particular area? Out of curiosity, a variety of reasons. I looked at almost almost fifty locations. I mean, it was really? Egan, Bloomington, Roseville. Any St. brewery that's opened in the last five years, there's like a ninety nine percent chance we looked at that building. Right? Yes. Okay. No, I saw. I looked at. I mean, we're inbound, modest. Where Dual Citizen is, where Black Sack is. I looked at all those locations, <clears throat> and they're all great. All, they're all great breweries. <laughs> I have. Uh, I had some 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 criteria. Um, I wanted a beautiful big space. We've got a lovely big tap room we can seat over 360 people uh patios i have over 120 seats outside i have two separate patios so mm -hmm. both accessed right out of the tap room <clears throat> um accessibility we're right off 94 um the green line is right there uh it was a wonderful happenstance that uh they built a lovely new soccer stadium um 1.13 <laughs> miles from my front door 
Um, so again, just accessibility, a lot of stuff going around it. And then parking. I was just going to add parking. that. I, I think that's one of the things, in all honesty, that separates you guys is not only free parking, but the number of parking spots that you have available for and your And awesome room. beer. And yes, exactly. <laughs> but honestly, because the, you know we, you guys were just mentioning Blackstack, and I love their beer too. But their parking, it's it's a little tricky to get it's a little to, tricky. to get in there, especially on a, week, a busy weekend day or what have you with Can Can Wonderland being yeah, next door. Absolutely, yeah. it's yeah that that underground lot is a little a little nerve wracking view unless you have like a, a very compact vehicle, a smart car. <laughs> but um, no, it's it's all no. those things, and then and then of course there's the from from my side, I say okay, we need tall ceilings and thick floors and access to a loading dock. That's what you want for a brewery, and so this space had had all of those things, and every other space we looked at had at least one of the things was going to be okay, the patio going to be a challenge or how are you going to get product in and out of this space or there's no parking or yeah. whatever um so this was the one that had all of those all those things the the it, it was a shell when we signed the lease and it took a while to get it built up to what we wanted but um it ended up being well, guys, i think that's the smartest thing we did was was our space you guys gave yourselves a lot of room to grow when you first opened it. that's a big space but you guys don't really have any trouble filling it out in terms of uh the tap room and then as far as production i mean how is that holding up for you guys are you are you kind of getting squeezed now or do you feel like you're, you're still manageable over there we're in a pretty good spot i mean we bought a few new tanks Gosh, when was that? 2017? Yeah, about 18 months ago. Yeah, right before like 100 new breweries started canning beer. So we <laughs> we, we expanded and then it's been, and then, you know, we were growing, 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 and it's kind of flattened out a little bit as there's been a lot more. I'm sure you know, you're, you've you've seen all the new breweries coming yeah. in trying to sell you product. You're probably running out of space on your shelves. I mean, it's just so many. It's tough to keep up with, yeah. Yeah, so many new breweries, and a lot of them are small, but a lot of them are, are trying to sell cans here and there. And then some have opened up that have opened up massive breweries from day one um so yeah just the the competition has has uh has accelerated a lot so no we're in, we're in a good as far as production space we're we're good we're in a good spot we got plenty of plenty of capacity to brew yeah, so we shouldn't have to buy anything else for a while <clears throat> but we also have kind of the days of um i just had lunch today with a, a fellow fellow brewery owner um jeff from tin whiskers and we were commiserating about um because he's been around for a while too yeah. and just you know, like those kind of early days of like you know of you know 30 percent growth 40 percent growth pro over year to year and now it's like you know we're probably going to hit like 17 22 percent growth and by any metrics that's a great number <laughs> yeah and I so mean, especially we have to just that reality basis. check Absolutely. with everybody it's like you know and breweries are breweries are starting to close too so yeah. It's an interesting time in the industry. So you mentioned uh, canning and how uh, 18 months ago, whatever it was, uh, that you know everybody's coming out with cans now. And that's I, I even look at my own personal buying habits now, where the stigma attached to the canned the canned craft beer as opposed to the bottle craft beer, that's gone. It's completely gone now, especially to the very educated craft beer consumer. What, what percentage are we talking about now that people like yourselves are doing canned versus bottled beer these days? I mean, it, is it drastically different than it was five, five years ago? I think it is drastically different i think it's if we talk to somebody who's open in the past two years and we told them that it was to us when we decided to do cans it was a decision well are we going to do cans or bottles i don't think anybody even blinks now it's just cans yeah i don't think anybody even asked that question there's a few holdouts of course and i think that's more you know some of the the, uh, I don't want to call them old school, but you know some of the, the pioneers, let's say in the craft like beer shells. industry, shells, yeah. Summit, yeah. Alaskan. There, there's a, there's a certain uh, segment of the of the customer or the consumer base that 
prefers bottles, right? Mm-hmm. And a lot of times it's, you know, it's our, our older craft beer drinkers that, you know, still kind of remember that stigma attached to cans from the 60s and 70s and, and you know, prefer the bottle. Um but if you're if you're an up and coming brewery, if you're if you're kind of cutting edge at this point, uh, you're going cans, and then there's really no there's no exceptions to that that I've seen lately. And um, it's it's better for the product. They're cheaper to produce. They're easier to recycle. Right. It's they're cheaper to ship. It's better in just about every way. They, you know they don't they're not going to hurt you well, if they break if you drop them. Personally, <laughs> yeah. um, they take up less room in my recycling bin there too. Is that true? That's, it's all about me, you guys. You should now, homebrewers <laughs> who want to get the bottles so they can reuse them—that's one of the few. That's another one. Oh, I, I didn't even I, think some, of that. Because homebrewers yeah. they'll wash them and reuse them. Sometimes mm-hmm. that's another people who like. Uh, well, we have trouble with our uh, craft, our our single section uh, of craft, just because those six pack holders were so nice to be able to kind of slide oh, your, your bottles and yeah. cans into them. But now we don't have very many six pack holders that are coming in any longer. So if you collect those, or if you have a stash of those, uh, feel free <laughs> to drop them drop off them at either that. location. We could use those. You know and what? I'm using ne- the pack. Text and I never dicey. would have thought of that, but you're exactly right. I, so granted. Not that I go through that many, but I'll try to keep up with my own personal stash and bring them in for you Yeah, guys. yeah, if you could, that'd be great. <laughs> uh, so let's talk about your beer at Lake Monster Brewing Company. You guys have been at it for a, a number of years now. I'm curious at what I'm looking at here sitting in front of me here in the studios. Yeah, so we've um, you know we, we've had our core beers that we've had since the beginning, the, the Empty Robot IPA and the Como Claw Pilsner. We used to be Calhoun Claw, then we ended up in St. Paul, and they changed the name of the lake. So we went with uh, the St. Paul Lakes, which is Tacoma. reasons. Yeah, we won't get into that. Uh, the people, there's strong opinions on both sides of that debate, but the uh, the Biddy Makaska didn't really roll off the tongue for a beer name. So we, we, we changed it to Como, and we, we did the research. It's just named after the lake in Italy. There's no racist guy named Como floating <laughs> around out there to rear his ugly head. Not yet, anyway. Not no. that we know of. Please. <laughs> Please Trust no. me, the show that I work on Monday through Friday d- uh, dives into that topic every single day. So I, uh, I get sure, what you're saying. I'm sure yeah, strong, yeah. strong opinions. But, uh, yeah, so we're, we're just basically trying to uh, to mix things up a little bit and com- start coming out with some new new beers. I mean, that's I'm sure you guys know that's what all... The, the question I get every single day, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll can a new beer and show it to somebody and they say, oh, what's coming next? It's all about what's new, what's new, what's yeah. new. Um, not, you know, we're still going to keep making the, the the classics that are that are selling well. Um, some of the ones that kind of, you know, we have the, the Session IPA, we're kind of putting that aside because the sales kind of started dipping on that. Um, and we're going to replace that early this next year with the, the Hazy IPA, which we've got here. Um, I think we're still tweaking the recipe a tiny bit. This is like iteration 2.0. I've got changing the hops around a little bit from there, but we're what's we're the name of that one? There. Most most hazy IPA. Nice. So we're, we're that they finally twisted my arm and we're getting into the hazy stuff, um, <laughs> which is good. I I, I like, was just gonna say you say that with reluctance. Why is that? Not re- well, you know, it's funny. Like uh, my instinct is always if something's kind of trendy to say no, it's just a fad and go away from it. But this um, one's pretty hard to ignore. It got to the point where yeah. it was hard to ignore, and actually, the 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 reason I made this beer is our our taproom manager Joe, um, who's been with us since the beginning and, and got promoted to being a taproom manager. Um, he's here's how long we've been open. Uh, he met his now wife while he was bartending at our facility. Is that this one, by the way, that I'm I'm sampling here? The one nope, that you were just you, talking about? That's actually the smash. Oh, okay, gotcha. Oh, sorry, but we, we got to talk about yeah. that more. Okay, okay anyway, so, sorry. Oh no, no. 
But so he, I told him for, see, he's been with us since the beginning. He's a really great employee. I said I'd make him a 15-barrel batch of whatever he wanted for his wedding. And he said, I want you to make a hazy IPA with a boatload of Mosaic hops. <laughs> and I was like, all right, well, you got me. And then I made it, and it was, like, really good, and it sold really well. And I even liked it. And so we're kind of like, all right, we should, let's do it. Let's dive in. And and the cool thing with uh, what we want to do with this beer is we have, we'll have kind of the base recipe, and then hopefully, not hopefully, we will uh, kind of do some variations on it. So we're going to have this one as a year-round. And, and then, then tweak it over uh, time. Just, just, yeah. just uh, do the same kind of base recipe, but use different hops. So we've got, we're going to do one with all local hops. Um, I want to do, I've got some some Galaxy and some some Australian hops that I want to do one with. Uh, so kind of the same base beer, but just uh, variations on it. So that's going to be sort of a series of, of, of beers that we're looking at. All right, at so out of curiosity, had he not come to you and asked for this for his wedding, would this beer have ever been created in the first place? Probably eventually. <laughs> no, and he, you had already made a couple iterations of of hazies before, kinda. Um, but this was this was a really a really great reason to make one. Um, again, Joe is uh, he's been with us since the beginning. He's our tap room manager now, and our 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 entire staff is amazing, and they're definitely family. Like we, that's cool. We closed the tap room on a Sunday for his wedding. For right, his wedding. Right. Wow. Yeah, that so had, really you know cool. we had 60, 70 people there, free beers. You know they brought in some food, and it was like it was a really special occasion. That's really cool. Yeah. I like I like I like hearing that, and it's because, you know, I, I I'm with you because I've always subscribed to the theory that if you really take care of the people that work for you, they're going to obviously be extremely loyal, but work even that much harder. I, I I've always had that I've always had that theory. That's been our philosophy from day one, like before yep. we even opened, and it wasn't even a, like a decision. It was just what we were going to do. Like we pay. Well above minimum wage, um, we have like a health. We have a health partners gold package healthcare plan for all the full time employees. That's cool. Like, yeah, I mean we're working on four hundred one k, but so we don't have that yet. But uh, <laughs> for a small business, like that. it makes no sense for us to offer healthcare. But to me, it makes all the sense. Yeah. Well, Very in your cool. industry, especially on the 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 tap room side of things, I mean. The people matter so much just in terms of customer interfacing and and it's very easy yeah. to to lose really good employees to to other breweries uh you know to other facets of the industry too so we find the same thing you know our our core staff i think uh the the least tenured is probably still five years with us right and that just makes everything uh, a lot more cohesive in terms of your company culture and and there's a lot of advantages to it across the board so kudos to you guys for for doing what you do yeah, yeah, you, you find well. good people, you yeah. got to keep them, for sure. That's yeah, tra- training pe- new people in and just getting them on board, getting them to understand your culture and your your philosophies, and yeah, we just treat them right, treat them like people. Nice. <laughs> yeah. So circling back now, uh, as we mentioned earlier, two tastings this weekend, Friday from 5 to 7 at the South Minneapolis location. That's my store. And Saturday from 3 to 5 p.m., you can try Lake Monster. Ryan, you get to do it for free. You do, yeah. We'll have some empty rowboat and some Como Claw pouring. This is a this are, These are great beers to bring to your, your holiday parties, right? So if you want to impress someone... Uh, in terms of just quality consistency, I mean, Lake Monster is—you you guys are up there uh, with the best of them. So if you haven't Thanks. had Lake Monster or it's been a while since you have, this is a great time to come yep. out, sample it when you're loading up for for all of your other uh, party needs. Be sure to grab a six pack of, of either one of those beers. And I'm staring at uh, what looks <laughs> like a, a new release from you guys. I'm just going like, interrupt, to interrupt you quick, yeah. Ryan. Sorry, but two again. P- go back to your app. Um, I don't I haven't used the app, but uh, um, I did order uh, like six bottles of wine. I remember a couple that. weekends yeah. ago, and it was extremely nice. convenient. Um, the South Minneapolis store is also my store. I live nice. right in the neighborhood, um, and it was I could have easily driven over, but uh, 
I had a bunch of friends over and I didn't want to go anywhere. I'm like happy to pay the Postmates Perfect. person like yeah. some some dollars to bring some wine over. It worked great. Yeah, and so I, I just and wanted to bring it up. No, I, also, so I appreciate that. Had yeah. it shipped here because I live outside of the radius. I thought, you know what? We're recording the beer show tonight. I'm going to have it shipped right to the front door, which I'm sure my bosses loved. And uh, in they came. It couldn't have been more perfect. Good. I'm glad you guys are having a good experience with it. Yeah. I have had great experiences with it as well. Um, and again, I can't emphasize enough uh, with weather, especially for your holiday needs. This is a great time to use that. I, you know, you do all of your all of your hosting uh, needs for for alcohol right through the web store and avoid all the hassle of this uh, impending storm. Yeah. So one thing I do want to mention quick before I before I let you go here, or not let you go, but uh, before we continue here, um, I started working with uh, the folk. Ryan's met the folks from Dasco Labeling, and mm-hmm. when I met with them, you guys were one of the breweries that they were huge fans of. And I don't know if you're familiar with what they do, but I'm mm. about to tell you, uh, fellow beer lovers and beer makers, you got to listen up. Uh, I want to introduce you to a company that we've been working with for a few weeks now. They're called Dasco Label, but they're not just a label company. They're beverage labeling experts. If you need a rush order of custom labels for your new seasonal brew, Dasco can help you out. If you're interested in bringing your beverage labeling in-house, Dasco can help you with that as well. My friends at Dasco, they're going to work with you to maximize your brand potential. They have over 60 years, yes, 60 years of experience, and they have the expertise that you need to succeed. You can learn more about how they can help you from the creative development to labeling at Dasco.com. They are local and family-owned and operated mostly. They are great people and here to help you and your brewery grow. Check them out online. Do it right now. Actually, wait till the beer show is over. Dasco.com. That's D-A-S-C-O.com. It's Dasco. Local labeling solutions for all things beverage. They're great people. Those guys are awesome. And by the way... Like I, to, I know I told you this weeks ago, but that label that they made with the his and her champagne bottle for a wedding, I immediately thought of you and Sarah. Like, because that was totally <laughs> yeah, something yeah. you guys would have done for your well, wedding. I loved the dangerous man crawler that they did oh, with, I, for you. Yes. Where it was your likeness. It was so cool. Because at first I thought, oh, that's really neat. They got me a can of. Oh my God, that's my face! That was cool. <laughs> On the Dangerous Man Peanut Butter Porter, which is one of my favorite beers. So anyway, uh, dasco.com, and please let them know that Reavers sent you in today. Anyway, we're talking with our friends from Lake Monster Brewing Company, and what is this that you just poured? All right, uh, this is the new uh, newest seasonal to be coming out in a couple of weeks here. Um, a really cool uh, collaboration, I guess. I'll let you kind of talk about the the collaboration aspect, and then I'll jump into what the beer is. <clears throat> so I know if in the uh, hopefully. If you guys haven't heard of the Art Chanty project, um, but it is, I think it's. I was speaking with my, my wife last night, um, and you were kind of half listening. Fourteen years. No, I was asking her <laughs> questions, oh, gotcha. trying to get her attention. Like I need data, honey. I'm going on the radio show tomorrow. Nice. Um, essentially, this started fourteen years ago. Um, one of her best friends, like three of her, literally her best friends. Um, one of who is, they're all artists, um, but one of who is very, he's very involved in the local art scene and he's very, his emphasis is very much on public art. Um, which is, it does, it seems kind of confusing, but essentially like he just tries to bring art out into the world and have it just be incorporated into everyone's life. Okay. Um, so they built an art shanty. So an ice house. Uh, not really for ice fishing, but just to kind of gather and be creative. He would people would go out there and and sketch, um, 
go out there and just talk about art, show each other their art. So it was just a one shanty. It was Alex, Peter, and Carrie made this shanty. And Alex is in the driveway of his the fourplex that he lived at in Uptown. So and they had to make it in pieces so they could get it out. So it was on to Medicine Lake. Um, and subsequently, the following year, um, I believe there were seven shanties. Wow. So there was uh, K-Ice. So it was like literally a radio station Shortwave. on the ice. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> there was the post office shanty where they teamed up with the um, Golden Valley post office so they could actually like deliver letters and people wow. <clears throat> move forward like years and years and years. Um, it grew into a whole thing where um, the... The, the the dice huts like my f- Mr. Mayor uh, Mayor Mike Mike Haug he lives out in uh, Shakopee he built these like four by four by four boxes they were called dice houses and it was literally like you just have to kind of like hunker down shaped like a dice all the dice circles like were windows mm-hmm. and he just stocked them with board games and you just go out and sit there and Hang out with your friends and play board games. Wow, that's cool. All the way to there's like this two story robot that you like climbed up into and like walked around. <laughs> it was nuts. Yeah. Anyways, um, archantiprojects.org. You should check it out. Um, so just being like true to my my wife's friend, my they're my friends now as well. But having known them for so long, <clears throat> last year or two years ago, they moved it from. It was on Medicine Lake. There was on White Bear Lake. Uh, they moved it to Lake Harriet two winters ago. I, I don't want to be like this, but artists being artists, uh, the financial end of this whole thing, because it's a really big event. I mean, it was on Lake Harriet. Like, so, over how, so how many shanties are we talking about? 20. So right now so, it's 20. Yep. Okay. So they actually cap it at 20. Oh, like this okay. year they got, they had 65 applicants. They review them all, and then they choose 20. Wow. Um, but I mean, to put this thing on costs several hundred thousand dollars like again like two years ago when it was on lake harriet um almost fifty thousand people show up it's the last two weekends sorry saturday sunday uh january and then saturday sunday first two weekends of february so it runs for four weekends um so you're looking at like twelve thousand six thousand people a day Hmm. on that saturday and sunday so it's very well. It's it's an unbelievable event. If you haven't, you should definitely look into it. So um, they approached me a couple years ago when they did it, and then uh, the Lake Monster got to be the official beer sponsor. Um, basically, we gave them a bunch of beer that they bring to the artists. Like they have to do studio visits, um, so they go to where they are making the art their art shanties to make sure they're actually making them because um, each artist gets a significant grant. Um, they get a, they get a chunk of change. Like I think more often than not, the artists end up kicking in some of their own money because they go to archantyprojects.org and you'll see some of the pictures. Like they make some pretty amazing things. Um, so anyways, when they go to visit them at these studio visits, um, we give them a couple 12 packs, a couple six packs. And so they run around and like, they're like the beer Santa he gets to bring all these artists some beer. Mm-hmm. Um, from what I've been told, uh, it was one of the more more receptive uh, events when they get to go out. The people are extremely happy. They're hardworking at their building their shanties, and they get some beer. And they were hosting um, 
a number of events at the brewery. We have a pretty large event space off to the side and back. Um, can hold about 90 people. So we've had a, they had a membership drive. Um, I think it, I think next week we're actually having another event where all the artists are actually going to come and they just have like a social happy hour and we give everybody a couple beers for free. Um, then coming back to all the way, circle back to the beer, we uh, wanted to make an official art shanty beer. So we did. And. Max. Yeah, and that's so we kind of collaborate with them on on that, and a portion of the, a portion of the the sales from this uh, this beer will go to the Archanti Project. Um, but yeah, we just wanted to uh, to make something kind of fun and cool that would evoke uh, you know sitting on the ice in the winter and and drinking hot chocolate was kind of the idea. Um, so it's it's a chocolate porter. It's a nice kind of straightforward English porter with a whole bunch of uh, roasted cacao nibs uh, steeped at the end of the boil. Uh, to give it a nice kind of chocolate layer of extra layer of chocolate flavor, um, five point two percent, really straightforward. Yeah, I was gonna say this uh, is very drinkable. I yeah, mean, I, I mean I, I like this because sometimes you know porters can get people make them a little heavy sometimes, or if they if they do their chocolate, it's almost overwhelming. And this is just right in the pocket, really balanced. I I mean, thank you. Yeah, yeah, and it's not. I mean, so we've got the next one we're coming out with, and it'll probably be January time frame. The next seasonal is gonna be. Uh, you know, a quote unquote pastry stout, kind of chocolate vanilla milk stout, which is more, it seems like everything's moving in that direction, at least at a lot of breweries, is like sweeter, yeah. heavier. Yeah. Um, and that will be more in that pocket, although since I'm making it, I'm sure it'll be on the dry side for for the, the pastry style. But um, this is this is definitely not that. It's not a, a milkshake. It's a, it's a dry, you know, still has a nice full body, nice malt backbone to it, but it's a you know a kind of a drier English style porter just with a bunch of chocolate f- flavor kind When of on does the, front the end. porter season officially kick off? I mean everybody knows that Oktoberfest kicks off on Labor Day weekend, but <laughs> uh, but when does porter fe- or porter season really kick off? Like and two weeks when you can get this at your local uh, liquor store. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I don't think there is an official se- I mean yeah, that's a good question. I think as soon as it uh, starts to get cold and snow, people are starting to look for the darker beers. But I know a lot of people that do drink it basically year around for sure to to, to back up what you just said earlier but me personally it's usually about thanksgiving to the new year this is about for me too yeah which is why we're coming out with this now like i said the next one's the 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 milk stout or the uh the pastry stout and then come spring we'll go back to the you know the raspberry berliner and the blood orange ipa and those more of those kinds of beers all right so i know reluctantly you started to make the hazy ipa (laughs) that you didn't want to but i'm curious but it it, turned out great and i love it now that's awesome so what is your favorite style of beer to brew at lake monster well, the the nice thing about having the tap room and having a couple smaller fermenters is we can kind of play around with different stuff. Um, I like making all the beers. You know, I love the Pilsner and some of the year-round beers we have. But th- there's one, once or twice a year, I'll make something that I know is not going to be particularly commercial, but dang it, I've got my own brewery, so I'm going to do it anyway. <laughs> so there's one on tap right now. We call it St. Paul Pub Ale. It's essentially, hmm. to be beer geeky about it, it's basically like an ordinary bitter, best bitter, kind of in those. It's like 4.5% uh, English malt, English yeast, English hops. Interesting. Really straightforward. We do it on nitro. Um, it's, it's delicious. It's really good. Uh, Is this tap room only? It yeah, because okay. no one no one else wants to buy it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but really, a nitro beer? You don't think a lot of... I, I, we've sold some kegs to the market. We've sold but, a few kegs around town for people who've asked about it. Because oh, okay. there is a small market for like, I have like two or three nitro lines and I don't want them all to be stouts. So would you have something that's not a stout? Uh, we've sold a few around town, but it's, yeah, it's kind of, you know, it's 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 an English 4% 
crushable pub ale. Um, and I probably drank about half of the batch myself. Because <laughs> yeah, it's, yeah, it's like just over four percent. It's like I can have a couple of them and still be, you know, on a nice even keel. Um, I love it. So that's that's my favorite only because I, I just make it once a year and and it's mostly for myself. You guys, you're known for your sours and fruited sours too. As, yeah, what's absolutely. going on in that series right now? Yeah, so we've got the apricot goes on tap at the tap room. I think the next one we're going to can is we're bringing the raspberry sour back in the spring. And I think we're going to do a mango version later in the year. Um, but we tr- we're we going to try to always have some uh, fruited sour on tap at the tap room for sure. Awesome. Yeah, Because I know that, you know, I, it took me a while to kind of get accustomed to the sour beer. Yeah. I, I did not like it. I will admit I did not like sour beers when I was first approached by them. But, boy, I, I will admit, as I'm sure the beer itself has evolved over time and brewers have become more cultured with that beer over time, but, boy, that's a if, if it's done right, a sour beer can be quite refreshing. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And we don't, you know, we don't have any of the, the sort of really, really complex barrel-aged sour stuff. We do the pretty straightforward kind of what they call a kettle sour uh, style. Um, but I feel like those beers are, are crucial to, Sort of introducing people to sours too, absolutely, right? because they don't really people don't really know they like sours until they yep. until they kind of have it in that in that format. It's a little Those barrel aged ones them. can have some funky flavors that people love, but can also be very off putting if you're not yeah. ready for it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's an acquired taste that they're not always for sure, ready for sure. To, and the uh, the, the sort of basic kind of kind of lacto sours, um, you know, it provides a nice tartness and it's a nice kind of. Um, canvas for the fruit mm-hmm. and it's when we make the fruit it's our beers we definitely want the fruit to be kind of front so it's the same center. base beer every time is that what you guys are no doing we or? do we've done a few different ones um so we usually do there's either like a blender vice base or we've done a sour brown base or a goza base okay and then kind of match the fruit to the uh the, the base beer this one we do the cherry i like to do with the brown um the the goza works really well with the apricot um, and then, yeah, we do the Berliner a lot as well. Lake Monster Brewing Company, the guest here on The Beer Show. Two tastings at Elevated, per usual, this Friday at the South Minneapolis location, Hiawatha and 42nd. That will take place from 5 to 7 p.m. And this Saturday from 3 to 5 p.m. at the White Bear Lake Store, well, Highway 61 and 4th Street. Speaking of Friday, yes. I should mention something else, too. Oh, it's, yeah, that's where I was going to go. Yeah, go oh, ahead. Okay, yeah, go, 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 well, go, go. It's Black Friday, yep. so we have, to, we have to make this announcement. Of course, Bourbon County is being released uh, Friday morning. Are people in line yet? Uh, there, there, there are a few tents. Oh, I'm kidding, but like there, there, there might be. That's that's how it goes every year. I well, mean, here's the joke, you guys. All kidding aside, the first was it the first year we did the the, the pre Thanksgiving show that you mentioned this to me, or was yeah. it maybe year two? Yeah. Or no, whatever? I think it was year two. Yeah. So he's telling me about this release of, and he's saying people are going to line up that morning. I'm thinking, okay, sure, Ryan, that sounds great. <laughs> then he sent me the text photo of the line out the door, <laughs> around the block, and down towards McDonald's, it's and I thought, unbelievable. holy crap, he wasn't kidding well you know and, and bourbon county was one of bourbon county was one of those like three beers that would get those lines right sure. darkness kbs uh bourbon county bourbon county is the only one that really does that any longer you don't, you don't, yeah. don't really see the lines for darkness or for kbs anymore um great beer no. still and they still sell but you know they they're available um bourbon county if you don't get out there that day you're probably not going to get any and we have a we have a good amount at both stores. I just want to let people know, you know, the the variants are there as well. What was made available to us, so 
you know, if you get there early, um, usually I see I I typically see lines forming maybe like an hour and a half before we open. And again, we open at ten. So you know, if you get there at a reasonable time, eight thirty nine o'clock, you're going to get in line and you're likely going to get some beer. Uh, there's not there's not been a year where we've not been able to at least accommodate those that show up in advance. So just know that that's happening, and uh, and we will have a lot of beer from Bourbon County, so you should be able to get your hands on some. That's cool. And I know that because then people are going to line up, they're going to get their Bourbon County, mm-hmm. and they're also going to pick up some Lake Monster or whatever because they're not just going there to buy the one bottle of Bourbon County. They're yeah. there to get their supply for the week. That's exactly it. I mean, if you if you come to, to Elevated for Goose Island's release of this, then you should take some time to look at the rest of our selection too because you're going to find the Lake Monsters of the world. You're going to find some of these uh, local and, and regional beers that really aren't available at at 90% of the stores in the market, but they are available, available at Elevated. And a lot of times those are limited in supply too, but we frequently get them just in time for the weekend. So you're going to find some other gems and it's worth taking some time to, to go ahead and, and peruse the selection. Nice. All right, back to you guys at Lake Monster really quick. One of, one of the things I wanted to ask, you know, you were mentioning uh, that you know the beer was developed, you're looking for a place. We kind of walked through that. Hmm. I'm curious Curious about you know working with the city of St. Paul and, and all of and all of those logistics. How how was that process like? I mean, because obviously the landscape was a lot different five years ago. And there's a yeah. reason I want to ask that question. But go ahead and, and tell me how that all went. That is a good question. You know, it's not just working with the city. You've got the city. You've got the county. You got the state. You got the Met Council. You got the feds. You got all sorts of layers of stuff. Right. Um, at that time, it was it definitely was a lot of uh, educating. Mm-hmm. Uh, Educating them because they, yeah, you know, the the ag department for the state is what regulates breweries and tap rooms, but they're used to, in at that point, they had probably done a handful of breweries, and they're mostly used to, you know, inspecting meatpacking plants and dairies and places where if everything isn't, like, extremely sterile and sanitary, like, you can kill people. Um, and you have to walk them through, like, well, no, breweries a little different than... A meatpacking plant. This is, you know, uh, this is a closed system. We boil it. There's no known pathogens that can live in beer. Um, well, I we, guess the reason I wanted to ask, and I know you, you guys are going to try to be as diplomatic as possible, and I completely yes. respect that. But one of the reasons I wanted to ask you guys about that very thing was, and this might be an apples to oranges comparison, but we've seen what happened with Ogeras. Ogeras decided to, to to close up shop to sell their. Uh, their, their building space, and then they were going to reopen as a much smaller version of the bar. And finally, Danny O'Gara, who went public with this, but I knew this offhand, went public and said, it's not worth it because of the layers of bureaucratic nonsense that I'm going to have to deal with, whether it's whatever, wages and whatnot. So I'm just, I was just generally curious because you guys are fairly close to that proximity of where O'Gara's used to be located. And so I was just curious about that. Yeah, that's whole. interesting. One of the things that was... Nice about our location, too, is we didn't have any residential within, what was the radius? It's 900 feet. Yeah. If you have, like, for example, our friends over at Bad Weather on West 7th, yep. there's homes right behind him. He had to go door to door and get, like, <laughs> this piece of paper signed from all <laughs> Joe, those people. You're kidding ask me. Yeah, Joe, yeah, yeah. Joe and Zach at Bad Weather. Were two, two guys are awesome. Joe's told me the stories about him, like, having to knock on doors and doors and doors well, and doors. One we house, didn't have to knock on any doors. <laughs> one house was just, like, a rental, and the guy who owned it lived in, like, Eau Claire or something, and he wouldn't answer the phone, so he just, like, drove to, I think it was Eau Claire. He's, like, Somewhere drove Wisconsin. out there. Wow. Wow. He like, knocked like, like, He's like, all I had was an address and a phone number. He wouldn't answer the phone, so I just drove out there. And the guy um, signed this thing. He signed wow. a thing. <laughs> um, 
For the record, by the way, if someone opened up a tap room 900 feet from yeah. my house, I'd work there. Yeah. <laughs> You'd be knocking on their door. Where can right, I sign? Exactly. Where can I sign? And I, I think, you know, though, the, the rules exist for a reason. And, you know, people think, some, sometimes people think, oh, there's going to be a brewery. It's going to be smelly and noisy and it's going to be this and that. Um, some of which might be true. Um, but uh, that I don't think we had too many problems with the city. There were definitely some things. I remember getting Excel to hook up the power lines was like slow. There were lots of things that took longer than we thought they should. Sure. But we didn't have anything too horrible. No, that's all my bag. That's I handle most of all of that yeah. stuff. And in all reality, there's a good reason that there's regulations. You know, if you could like roll a, a bathtub out into the corner. And stir up some hooch and stir up your lemonade stand. Like, that's not a right, good plan. Right, right. So, there's rules and regulations. You just have to. It, <clears throat> when people ask me really what I say about this, the city of St. Paul, I mean, I was a general contractor for 15 years. So, permits and everything else is not, was not new to me at all. And there's a reason why you have those rules. And you just have to ask questions. Yeah. You just go to the city, sit down. But that, that's a barrier to entry for a lot of competitors, too, right? Just the ones that won't go through those motions. I mean, they, they see the checklist of things that need to be done to maybe even start thinking about opening up a brewery, and that, that would turn them off, yes. right? So then, then, then know, it's probably not an industry that you should exactly. get into. Exactly. Yeah. So I think that's a good thing that helps not only control you know safety and, and, and the public, but also helps create a little bit of a competitive cushion and insulation for you guys as well. Yeah, to an extent. I mean, I, I guess it's it's if you want to do something, you just have to follow the rules. I don't know. If, it's, pretty if you want to get a driver's the, license, you have to learn how to drive. You got to take the test. You got to take yeah. the test. Yeah. yeah. And, and one like, of the things, and, and, and to Matt's point, one of the things that we did do is like way, way early on before we started any construction, we just had like plans on a piece of paper. I hadn't even like, signed the lease. Who are all the people that are going to yeah. be inspecting this state, county, whatever? Come, let's set up a time. Come into the space with us. Look at the plans. Do you see anything? And then they would, oh, well, well this. That they had questions, mm-hmm. some red flags. Like, well, let's address it now instead of after we're done. And then yep. you come in, and you're like, well, this is all wrong. Right. Um, and you'd be surprised how many people don't do that. Work yeah. Up I mean, front. our building didn't didn't have any plumbing. Yeah. Like there was, it was literally just a shell. So, it, in that regard, it was almost easier. Because you got to do because everything it was from like ground zero. We were zero. trying to like repurpose yeah. a building. It was just a empty warehouse that was really nice. dirty. <laughs> and Matt and I spent oh yeah three weeks vacuuming the ceiling. Yeah, with shop vacs wow. was gross. Wow. Yeah, Holy cow. and look I've at you now. Some, I've got some pictures. <laughs> yeah, hundred years of grime on that ceiling. All right, so if people are hearing this. They want to find out more information. Maybe locate your beer if they're not if they're not within uh, driving distance to elevated. Where can they find all that? So LakeMonsterBrewing.com. Um, we do have a beer finder um, <clears throat> uh, button at the top. It's very difficult to keep it up to. It's basically updated monthly. Um, we're always at Elevated, yeah. um, but we're also on tap at um, numerous bars and restaurants around town. That The um, tap changes a lot. Yeah, often <laughs> rotating. Um, the liquor the, store should be pretty accurate. Nice. Yeah. Um, there is another beer that we would like to oh, spe- please. speak of. Yes. Um, I'm going to... Well, actually, oh, sure. I'll, I'll, I'll actually start it. Um, uh, my, f- my late father uh, has a farm in western Wisconsin, and uh, the <clears throat> farmers down the road, uh, the Pittmans... They do an amazing uh, maple syrup operation. They've oh, got cool. a huge, like, like three pole barns. Like, 
they wood fire it all. It's 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 astounding. So wow. they run all the lines up and down. It's in the um, it's near Durand, Wisconsin. Mm-hmm. Um, it's kind of the glacial drift area. So there's a lot of hills, mm-hmm. coolies as they call them in Wisconsin, <clears throat> with a lot of sugar maples. Oh wow! Um, so they tap a ton of sugar maples, and they do. I mean, I want to say they do half a million dollars in maple syrup a year. Wow. Yeah, they do a ton of maple syrup. So Greg Pittman, it's his farm, his son Jason, um, and we're super friendly with him. Jason texted me, it must have been two years ago, because it takes yes, a it long was. time to make this beer. Um, and he's like, hey, I'm getting, they sell uh, maple syrup to a lot of like the really fancy stores around town and restaurants. He's like, I'm getting requests for uh, bourbon uh, barrel aged maple syrup. So I was like, okay. <laughs> so Matt ordered two. Uh, do they have in Hills? Yeah, freshly dumped Heaven Hill bourbon barrels. Had them shipped directly to his farm. Wow. He d- there's a, like usually like at least a liter of ashy bourbon in there. Yeah. So he dumped that out, um, then filled him with maple syrup for about nine months, <clears throat> and then I went to his place. He gave me uh, some of the maple syrup, the bourbon maple syrup, which I gave to my staff last Christmas. For presents. Cool. And then uh, Matt made an imperial oatmeal stout and put it in the maple bourbon barrels for, again, about 10 months. Yeah. Just shy of a year. Yeah. This is outstanding. Thank you. How do you get this right now? Is this tap It's just tap okay. Like you said, we, had, we got two barrels. Okay. Yeah. So there's <laughs> only a few kegs. So, so this yeah. will be gone by Sunday. So you can't buy yeah, a yeah, crawler this at the this tap is a, room. This, this, is is a, this is a 10-ounce pour. Okay. Um, it's 9.5%. This is about as big of a beer as we make. I mean, and... This and, is really good. Thank you. Yeah, this yeah. is really good. This is him. I mean, this is this is Matt's creation. Yeah, I like cool. But I hooked up the maple thing. And he, he well, that's what I was just going to go to because knowing the back history and kind of the the, the symbiotic relationship of this, that kind of makes it even better. I like I like that. That's really cool. Thanks. What were we going to say, man? I'm, I interrupted you. I'm sorry. Oh no, it. Yeah, I, I wish we could make more of it, and we're going to do. I'm going to do more bourbon barrel aged stuff. So hopefully, we can do do some more package. But uh, yeah, uh, this is you think you think you can't get any bourbon county style. Let me tell you, the supplies of this I'm, are this way is, limited. This is incredible. <laughs> I, when you when you barrel age out of a, a freshly dumped Heaven Hill barrel like that, how much ABV are you adding just by just by resting in the barrel like that? Um, it should be none, according to the federal government. Oh, really? You can't okay. anything. <laughs> no. So it's interesting. They're 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 dumped, and they sh- there should not be any. You know, they dump them until they're empty. But what happens is they have. Um, the you know Jim Beam has that like devil's cut bourbon. Yeah. There's once they sit dry, they're they're closed off, and the, where we get them from, it's actually a place in Indiana, a company in California, but their warehouse is in Indiana, so it's right across the border from Kentucky. So we, we get them. Fr- I mean, they within a week or two of being dumped, and they're closed off. It's still you know wet inside the barrel. You don't want it to dry out because the staves dry out, and then it's like it'll leak. Um, but just from being empty. Some of the liquid that was in the staves actually does leach out. And so, like he said, you'll get, if you dump it, you get like a solid liter of, it looks like gray. Huh. But yeah, it's, it's, it's all the charred oak. It's the yeah, stuff that was inside. literally in the wood that has leached out. And I've, I've dumped it out and run it through a coffee. I still have some from one of these times. I have like half a growler in my, That's in cool. my liquor it's not, it's, it's, it's not, not that good. good. It's not good. <laughs> it's, it's, it's tastes like chewing on a piece of oak. I mean, you think like, oh, this will be great. Charcoal it's, oak. It's too, it's too oaky. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> um, yeah, I ran it through like a coffee filter and it looks like bourbon and it smells like bourbon. Maybe yeah, it's not very, uh, I've tried very making bourbon. some like 
mix cocktails with it, and it's still it's it's it's, it's just too oaky. And I have a hard time like throwing it away because I'm just like. So no, I've still got a I've still got a mason jar of it too. Yeah, it takes <laughs> but, a little uh, corner in my. It, 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 you know, a friend comes over, you tell him the story, and you know you, you can get rid of it a shot at a time. But yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so LakeMonsterBrewingCompany.com, LakeMonsterBrewing.com is the website. LakeMonsterBrewing.com, yeah. perfect. Yep. Brewing.com. You guys, that was that was this was a treat. Thanks for coming in. Pre- really appreciate it. Anytime, oh, please. Having us. And uh, here's to five plus more years of success over there. Yeah, Thank cheers. you. To our neighbors. Cheers. Uh, and as you do each and every week, you guys have a very active Twitter account at ElevatedBWS that highlights the weekly featured guests, but also cool, unique pairings, tastings, all yeah. sorts of stuff. New at releases, stores. especially. Check out our social media for that Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Uh, check out Elevated.shop for our web store nice. or download the app from your app store, Android or iPhone. Search Elevated Beer. You'll see our logo. Download that app and use it. Use it this week. Awesome. Thanks, buddy. Thanks, man. Happy, happy Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving to you guys, too. That's going to do it for this week's edition of The Beer Show. And thank you so much for tuning in. Check out previous podcasts that you can do online right now. Go to podcastone.com, download and subscribe to The Beer Show or wherever you find your podcast. Please also rate us on iTunes. It helps other people find the podcast. From Mike Fratelloni with Fratelloni's Ace Harbor and Garden Stores, my my name is Chris Reavers. We'll talk to you again next Thursday night. Until then, cheers.